When I started meditating, I became really aware of my body and aware of my mind. And I do transcendental meditation. So it's 20 minutes in silence twice a day. And when I started, I was like, 20 minutes. I mean, that is daunting. I could not sit with myself in silence with no distractions for five minutes. So I thought it was this really big, scary thing. And immediately, like on the second day, I was like, this has been life-changing already. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. Now, before we get into this incredible interview with Arielle Laurie, I just want to let you know that my sound may be a little off in the beginning because I am recording this in Mexico, right next to the ocean, and I completely forgot my microphone. Now, it's going to get even better over time, but I just wanted to give you a little heads up that the intro may be not as 100% beautiful and clear as it normally is. Let's get started. You don't need to be perfect to inspire others. Let people get inspired by how you deal with imperfection. The words in this quote really struck me a lot yesterday after a conversation I had with my amazing guest today. Arielle Laurie's story, which I am excited for her to share today, is a story that we can all relate to. And her underlying message about giving yourself grace during your healing journey and health struggles is so important. I learned a lot from my healing experiences, and it hasn't been perfect, far from it. I know that inner voice that comes in and says, you're not good enough, or perfect enough, or healthy enough, or worthy enough, that not enoughness can really rock our world. But guess what? It's in those moments of imperfection that teach us so much. My healing journey has taught me how to create an integrative approach to healing the body, and it has inspired me to dive deeper and deeper into research. My imperfections have made me who I am today. And my amazing friend, the Betty Rocker, would say that our imperfections make us blossom. If you want to go and check out the Betty Rocker, also known as Brie, in her amazing episode, it was number 124. I learned over the last 10 years, you cannot green smoothie your way out of chronic stress. I know because I tried and fell flat on my face exhausted. My mode of operation once upon a time was full throttle. I could drink a green smoothie and rush out the door into my hectic life. I was struggling with rushing women's syndrome. My first big step to radical self-healing was self-awareness and taking ownership of my role in it all. It was also giving myself grace. Finally, I changed my belief around healing and stress and being busy all of the time because I knew that it was slowly unraveling me. I knew that I was landing into burnout mode. Going through these lessons have helped me become a better practitioner. And here's the deal. Your imperfections are what make you unique and they give you a unique perspective to inspire others. I am excited for my conversation with Arielle today because she is inspiring others with her incredible story and she's opening up the possibility to heal your body on your own terms. Now, before I bring Arielle on, I wanna quickly just celebrate you for a moment. I want to just take a moment and thank you, not only for sharing these amazing episodes with women that matter most to you, but by also taking this information and integrating it into your world. You know, it takes a lot of bravery to step into that unknown and begin to heal our bodies. 
Now, one particular listener I'm really excited to shine a light on today, and that is Chris Morgan. She shared with me a story on Facebook that I'm really excited to share with you. Here's what she said. I am so grateful that I found your episode on inflammation. I never thought that inflammation could be on a spectrum. It makes so much sense to me now. I've been dealing with inflammation for most of my life and haven't really done a lot to change it until now. I finally understand that I have control over my body and don't have to constantly deal with my gut issues, my joint pain, and chronic migraines. The changes that I have experienced through your book have been incredible. My headaches are almost entirely gone along with my joint pain, and I'm working on healing my gut slowly and looking forward to listening to all of your gut episodes. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Chris. So happy to shout you out today. As a person who has struggled with chronic migraine pain for 15 years when I was younger, I completely relate to your journey so much. It stinks to have chronic pain and definitely when inflammation is driving it. Now, if you're listening, Chris, I would love to gift you a signed copy of my book. It sounds like you already have it, but I want to send you a signed copy and maybe you can give your copy to somebody else. Just reach back out to me on Facebook or even Instagram at Dr. Marisa and we will get it sent out to you ASAP. Now, if you are listening, number one, welcome to the show. This podcast is all about empowerment, and if it has helped you in any way at all, I would love, I would be honored to shout you out. So you can reach out to me via Instagram, because you know that's where I love to play, Facebook, or the gold standard is simply reviewing this podcast on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you love to plug into. That way, I know more about what you're looking for, but also you are the gatekeeper to opening the door for so many women to not only get this information, but to help them integrate it into their lives. Because when women are given information, they are unstoppable. Now let's dive into this real conversation about finding grace in your healing journey with Arielle Laurie. But first, I want to sing her praises. Arielle Laurie is a Los Angeles-based content creator known for her platform and podcast, The Blonde Files. What began as a fitness journey turned into a brand as her openness, vulnerability, and willingness to share her struggles, as well as her authentic content, connected with like-minded women worldwide. Let's bring her on. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast, Arielle Laurie. How are you doing today, my dear? I am excellent. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for coming on board. And I love to hear that you're in New York right now. New York City is one of my favorite cities to visit. And what we're going to be talking about today is what does it really look like to heal our bodies? And I know that you have an incredible healing journey. And like so many healing journeys, you've had to kind of unpeel the onion layers and really figure out what is going on. And it's always a lot deeper than we anticipate when we first kind of figure out what's happening. So talk to me a little bit about this journey, really not only with your hormones, but also the spirituality aspect, the emotional aspect, because goodness knows that all plays into it as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I have kind of a a long journey, so I'm going to try to condense it as much as I can. But um, I always mention that I got sober almost six years ago. And I mentioned that because like I had been treating my body pretty much like a garbage can up until that point. And I think that 
everything that I was ingesting and my lifestyle and all of that really took a toll on me and it took a few years to catch up. So a couple years into my sobriety, I was having really, really bad bloating issues to the point where like, you know, I looked full-term pregnant and I was having really uncomfortable digestive symptoms. And at that same time, I was also diagnosed with PCOS. So I had these issues going on. I didn't really know where to start. Every doctor that I went to for my PCOS told me to go on birth control. And I tried that, but I had a really bad reaction. I didn't find one that fit. So that was kind of short-lived. And you know, the gut issues at that time were getting progressively worse. It was to the point, I don't know how TMI you get on your show. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty TMI because it's a part of that journey, right? And so many of us, we want to feel like, oh my gosh, that has totally been me. Right. Like somebody gets it. Yeah. Yes. To that point, like, with digestive issues, I felt so alone and with hormone issues. I felt like it was a very isolating thing because it's so uncomfortable to talk about. You know, I was really bloated and people would just tell me that bloating was normal, but like we know our bodies, right? And like I couldn't digest anything. So I had to go to the bathroom all the time and it was affecting everything. Like, you know, I couldn't work because I couldn't drive because I couldn't be in a car without a bathroom for like an extended period of time. And I finally got diagnosed with something called lymphocytic colitis. And I was put on a steroid and it's, it's a steroid that you're, you know, you're only supposed to take those for as short as possible. Like I think with mine, it was two and a half, three weeks. I was on it for two and a half years. Yeah. So that's kind of where I started. What happened was I took this steroid and it was kind of a band-aid. And at first everything was great because my symptoms, the acute symptoms were gone. And then I turned to my focus onto um, like diet and exercise. So I thought like part of being healthy meant being really thin and having abs. And like, that was kind of the next thing that I had to conquer. So I got really rigid with my diet, really rigid with my exercise. I was taking these steroids that are, you know, suppressing your immune system. And when you're on a steroid for that long, I'm sure you can <laughs> speak to this more than I can. I'm not the doctor, but it can be pretty detrimental to your health. So I, after a year of doing that, I ran my body into the ground. I, again, was like, so fatigued all the time, really nauseous. I was taking prescription nausea medication like four times a day just to function and brain fog and bloating was back. And so at that point, I went to see a nutritionist who has been kind of like a functional nutritionist for decades before it was trendy. And we did a bunch of tests and we found that I had like underlying gut issues, dysbiosis. I had a parasite and yeast and bacterial overgrowth. Within a few weeks of going on like a natural supplementation regimen and avoiding certain foods, I was pretty much like almost 100% better. Mm. I just want to speak to that for a second because, you know, here you are initially with the PCOS diagnosis and being given birth control. And we know that birth control does not heal PCOS. It doesn't do anything 
remotely like that. It just shuts us off, shuts off our hormones and actually puts us into early menopause, which really isn't where we want to be. But then you, at least you got the, the diagnosis of gut. And we know that the gut plays a big role in our reproductive hormones. Like it's a major root cause. However, what's so interesting as you're in this journey, you know, the, the first step there with your doctors was to just put you on steroids and steroids for way too long. And to be honest, steroids were never going to get to the root cause of what's going on. So finally, after digging, you find this person who's a functional practitioner and we discover all these root causes, parasites, right? Gut dysbiosis, leaky gut, you know, we have an immune system response to this and you're finally kind of on that road to wellness. How does that feel? Like in that moment where you've kind of been through the ringer for a couple of years now, and I'm sure there's a point where you're just like, I'm never going to figure this out. This is never going to happen for me. You finally find somebody who's like, not only is this a gut issue, this is a gut issue being driven by A, B, and C. I actually have solutions. You begin implementing those more natural options and start to feel better. Talk to me a little bit about not only what the result was, but also how did that feel in those moments or in that first couple of weeks? Did you finally feel as though someone was listening or that you finally had the answers that you had been looking for? Oh, absolutely. Like there is so much relief in that moment because yes, you feel seen and heard. And I think especially as women, we probably all have that experience of going to the doctor and like expressing how we're feeling and feeling, you know, scared or alone and just kind of being brushed off. And, you know, I also didn't mention like when I was having these gut issues, I went to different doctors and one of them put me on an SSRI because they said that it was, you know, that I was just anxious and depressed. And so when I finally got not the answer, but I was starting to get answers, I felt so much relief. And um, I felt like for the years leading up to that, I felt kind of like I had lost control of my body and that there was something wrong with me. And all of a sudden, like I didn't feel broken anymore. And I had kind of a path to healing and it was something that was really manageable. I mean, I think when, you know, when I share like on social media or, or my blog or my podcast about what I have to do, it, can sound really restrictive to to some people, but for me, it was like, you know, I was eliminating some of the common irritants, so like gluten, dairy. I react pretty badly to like cane sugar, and then there were a few other things there, and then taking natural like herbal supplementation, and those were all things that were manageable for me, and it was like anything was better than the way that I was living before because I was so uncomfortable. So, you know, I think I had to get to that point in order to make the lifestyle changes necessary. You know, when I talk about my sobriety, I'm kind of the same way. Like I had to, I had to reach what I considered a bottom in order to change my lifestyle. Let's talk a little bit about that, you know, because I know that so many, you know, goodness knows there's a lot of different ways in which we we can really lend to cravings or addictions, you know, especially with how busy and crazy life can be, whether it's like too much coffee or too much or too much diet soda or too much candy, or maybe it's even too much alcohol. Can you talk about like when you knew that it was time to reset in that area? Yeah. I mean, for me, it was really dramatic. Like I, I was so bad. Like I was literally dying in and out of the hospital. And, but, you know, I should have gotten sober many times over the 10 years leading up to that. So 
again, like I didn't have the self-awareness really to say, okay, this is getting out of control. I had to like really, really hit bottom. And I think it's hard nowadays because there are so many other things that we can be addicted to. Obviously, we know drugs and alcohol, you know, especially with the opioid epidemic and and with like marijuana being so accessible. Those are kind of the obvious ones, but like I think the tech and the screen addiction is a huge one. And like online shopping and these kind of process addictions are a little bit more insidious. So for me, like I had to really hit bottom and that's what I did with my health as well. And so, you know, these lifestyle changes were something that I embraced, but I think like a lot of people do when they're in that situation, like I embraced it too fully. Right. So then I went to the other end of the spectrum and I was really rigid about everything. And that kind of leads to like where I am now. So I got really anxious about eating the wrong thing and things that were going to bloat me and stress became a huge factor. And, you know, with the stress of the gut issues, where my body is trying to fight them 24 seven. And then the stress coming from the narrative in my head and like around what I was eating and, and all of that, you know, I had to do like another surrender. It's like, this has kind of been a series of surrenders and that leads to where I am now where like, I have to really look at the big picture and not just diet and not just balancing my hormones. These are huge things, but if, if you're stressed, all the time, it's nearly impossible to to cure these things or heal them truly. Mm, I totally agree with that. I always tell people like you can't green smoothie or kale salad your way out of stress or perceived stress, especially when we are super hyper focused and hyper anxious on getting well. You know, there's a I, I work with so many women over the years who are on an autoimmune program or they have to be so careful about what they eat and. It's this fine line of, yeah, you definitely want to kind of do those first steps at really healing the body, healing the gut and quelling inflammation in the body, but it can't get to a point where it becomes too obsessive. One, it's not an awesome way to live. It doesn't feel good, but it can feel in its own way a little bit obsessive. I, I know when I, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis about a year ago, and the question was, well, what is driving the thyroid disease? Like, what is it? Like, how, why is my thyroid not working properly? And it was a series of multiple root causes, gut being one of them. And so I had to pare down, I had to do a full-on reset. Um, and it wasn't like I had to do that reset forever, but I wanted to be really mindful about having an basically experiencing joy in the healing journey. And how do I create that? Because I really do believe that we can shift our mindsets to not get so, so crazy laser focused that it feels like it feels like a negative thing that I, it, it actually really, it can be a very positive thing. And it sounds like to me in these last several years of this evolution of wellness and healing, that that's kind of been the thing that has been one of the biggest I wouldn't call it necessarily lessons, but like the aha moment for you is realizing like that, that's really where we've got to spend our energy is the bigger picture, is enjoying the, the, the journey and is loving ourselves in the process. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's kind of like a top down thing. You know, if you picture it, it's like it has to start with, like you were saying, like loving ourselves and, you know, just things like sleep and like meditation is a huge part of my wellness practice now. And, you know, the things that I thought were most important while they're still important, those are kind of like at the bottom and everything trickles down to there as opposed to the other way around. 
Mm, that makes so much sense. Ariel, can you give us a, a picture of all of this kind of evolution of, of being hypervigilant versus just kind of nourishing and loving yourself? What does loving yourself look like today? Wow. That's a really good question. <laughs> I think loving myself, I've learned to accept myself. I think like if, if I don't truly accept myself, then the things that I'm doing like aren't coming from the right place, if that makes sense. So yeah, it's been like a journey of like really learning to accept myself and, and to be patient with myself and be kind to myself. I mean, so many things come into mind here. Like self-talk is a huge one, you know, also like how I take care of myself, like taking care of myself and loving myself means like setting boundaries. And that applies to like personal relationships and also like with social media, for example, (laughs) you know, that's pretty much my job and it can really get the stress going and affect me. And so like knowing how to have set and maintain boundaries with that. So there are a lot of things that I try to implement. I love that. I love having those boundaries. I love even with social media. Like if if your if your business and your mission is being spread through social media, like how do you manage that so where you're protecting yourself? I know that you said meditation. It sounds like nourishing foods are still a big part of your journey. Probably gut healing as well is probably a, still a big part of that. I feel like we're always working to heal our gut. I do believe that our gut is the center of either healing or disease, right? And so it's not like you can just not work on your gut ever. Like I just, um, like lunch today for me, I do intermittent fasting, but I also, I, I did lunch a little while ago and it was salmon. It was arugula, mixed greens. It was raspberries and it was olive oil and lemon juice. And that was my, that was my lunch. And everything about that for me is all hormone loving foods and hormone nourishing foods, but also my gut microbiome goes crazy for those foods. So I'm always just thinking about, but I, but I love, I love, I'm obsessed with raspberries and I'm obsessed with arugula. I don't know if people can be obsessed with arugula, but I surely am. Even though those foods are healing and they're gut focused, I still love them. And so it doesn't feel like I'm like, I have to just stay in this little gut healing box. I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. And so I love that you've got those pieces built in as well. Are there other pillars of health that we should be focusing on? Because as I'm hearing your story, I I hear so many stories, right? I hear so many other women's stories who are trying to just figure this out and struggling in the process and not always enjoying it ever. You know, I remember growing up because this is, I've had multiple healing journeys. I haven't had just one. I've had like three or four healing journeys. I had chronic migraine pain for 15 years as a little girl. And so my first bout of, of healing issues was with chronic pain for a big chunk of my life. And I literally used to take Excedrin migraine and Advil and Emetrex with diet sodas. Like I was 15, 16 years old, completely ruined my stomach and my liver. And I didn't know, like, that's what doctors gave me. That's they said I would always have these things. And as long as I could just beat the migraine, then I could function in life. And that's just what I thought was the truth. And in that kind of journey, I always just felt like this was always going to be hard. It was always going to be hard. Like it was always going to be a problem for me to have to manage. That was where my paradigm was. And I think that so many women 
can live in that paradigm of like, this is always going to be a struggle for me. And I feel like you've come onto the other side of it where it's, it's, you've changed the way that you think about it. Yeah, I, th- I think I definitely have. And that's kind of where I've kind of found my stride this year where like, yeah, these things are important. And, you know, I do have flare ups. I haven't like completely healed my gut and I'm going through one now. So, um, you know, of course, like I do all the things that I know support my body and make me feel good. And they're not detrimental to like my gut health, my hormone health, all of that. Those are really important, but I've also not to sound like a broken record, but this stress component, you know, that's something that I really realized, I would say like the beginning of this year, like it was really affecting everything. So like you said earlier, you can't green juice your way into health if, you know, these other things are out of balance. A big thing for me was learning how to kind of relax a little bit with it all. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, talk to me a little bit about that. I We talk a lot about perceived stress and chronic stress because I honestly feel like stress is the fuel on the fire. And it could be like a little ember, but you pour that stress on it and woo, we've got a full out situation on our hands. And I have found only because I, I can speak from my own experience, but there were years where I had no idea that I was as stressed as I was. Like I honestly lived in this lie where I thought that it was just the fuel that got me through the day. Like I was like, what is this thing that's getting me through the toughest times? And it was stress. Was there a moment that that kind of, especially at the beginning of this year, was there this aha moment where you realized that you unconsciously were dealing with stress, that it may have been kind of one of those root causes that were driving some of the, the things that were going on? And if it was unconscious, like when did it kind of cue on? When was that light bulb moment for you where you're like, holy crap, I am living in a stress soup. Like I'm literally in it. I love that stress soup. That's a good way to explain it. (laughs) I had like kind of a series of light bulb moments. So, I mean, I never knew until I started working with that functional nutritionist that like gut issues are stress on your body. So I was like, oh, like my body could be, could be going through stress even when I'm not consciously quote unquote stressed. So that was one. And then when I started meditating, I became really aware of my body and aware of my mind. And I do transcendental meditation. So it's 20 minutes in silence twice a day. And when I started, I was like, 20 minutes. I mean, that is daunting. I could not sit with myself in silence with no distractions for five minutes. So I thought it was this really big, scary thing. And immediately, like two days into doing it, you take a four-day course. So I I did it for four days with a teacher. On the second day, I was like, this has been life-changing already because when you can sit there and really become attuned with your body, you can feel, literally feel the stress melt away. And the thing with transcendental meditation is that you you know, you're not supposed to not think anything. You're just kind of observing your thoughts. So even though at the time I thought, you know, I'm not that stressed, like everything in my life is really good. Once I was quiet with my own thoughts and I was able to just kind of observe, I was like, okay, wow, my, I have monkey brain. and It's all over the place. And I have all these fears. So that was kind of another light bulb moment. And then another thing that happened at the beginning of this year was I started working on old trauma. I mean, if you had told me a couple years ago that I would 
believe that I had kind of trapped trauma energy in my body, I would have told you you were crazy, but I went through like a big T trauma before I got sober. And it was something where at the time, you know, it was like fight, flight, or freeze. I froze and then I buried it kind of around the same time that like these gut issues started manifesting was when I was starting to process it in therapy. So I really believe that, you know, my body was holding on to that and still is. It's something that I'm still working on. But all of those things coupled with just the stress that we all experience day in, day out, we have a lot of a lot of stressors in our lives in our lives today. And not to mention like even just being on my phone, doing emails or text, or if I'm working anything, that jacks my nervous system up so quickly. And that's something that we're all doing is, you know, sitting behind screens and it's just part of our world today, but that has a major, major effect on my stress as well. I absolutely agree. And I'm so happy that you were able to kind of dig into the trauma as well, because trauma manifests in such crazy ways when in our physiology. And I think we it's stress and trauma are the two areas that I think really rock our world, rock our gut health, rock our hormone health. And it's it, those two areas where we we, it's not like, it's not as simple as taking supplements. It's not as simply simple as drinking green juice. It's not as simple as doing a lot of those everyday activities. It, there's a little bit of deeper work that has to go into that. And so I bet it has felt really good to kind of dig into that deeper work. And, and I don't know if we're ever able to fully, fully, fully recover from trauma. I know that we can really get to a point where we're not as easily triggered and it's not manifesting necessarily as, as strongly into illness and disease as it can be when we don't manage it. But I'm so happy that you're on that journey. And I'm glad that we're having this conversation because this this conversation isn't happening enough for, for people dealing with trauma. And, and it can be big trauma. It can be little trauma. Uh, you know, it's amazing how trauma kind of, it kind of lives inside of our cells in a way, it, that energy. It can be really challenging to clear. Yeah. And I think you mentioned it before, like it can be real or it can be perceived. So it doesn't have to be this this huge thing. It doesn't have to be big T trauma for everybody. It can be something where we just felt threatened, you know, or or thought that we were in trouble. I believe that that can really stay with you. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you mentioned is that you're having a little bit of a gut flare up right now. And are you feeling today more equipped with the kind of the inner work that you've done with the people that you worked with to, to kind of help manage that moment? How are you feeling right now in, in that space? I'm in a completely different space than I was when I first started because, you know, I think that I'm equipped with patience with which is something that I didn't really have before I wanted to fix it and I wanted to fix it now and I think you know I, a lot of people with gut issues follow me and I always tell them like first of all I don't have the answers but also you know find somebody who can guide you but also like just be patient because progress is not linear and there are going to be setbacks So, you know, with my flare up now, I kind of feel like, okay, well, this is a setback and I know that there are things that I can do to help them. And it's kind of like some things work, some things don't trial and error. But, you know, at the end of the day, like I, I know that if I get really, really stressed about it, that's just going to make things so much worse. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm sure that you've seen that as well. Like when you, when you get stressed about being on that healing journey, especially when you're feeling some acute flare up, it definitely doesn't, it doesn't lend to feeling much better. So I'm so happy. Like there's something to be said. And and it's not to say that you won't fully resolve this gut issue at some point, but I think it's important, an important conversation. That's the reason why I brought it up is that it's, it's, I know that it can suck to go back and think, man, I thought I overcame this. I thought I was good on this. Why is it that I'm dealing with this flare up? And rather be like, okay, well, what can I do to help support myself? Like changing the conversation, changing the questions, opposed to blaming ourselves or or negative self-talk on ourselves. Like, okay, I've been down this road. Here's the things I know. What does my body need most right now? And that's going to happen, you know, when you know, all the the healing journeys I've been on, definitely I've been surprised sometimes when I've had a new one, but I've learned to give myself a lot of grace in those moments and note that I've got the resources. I can lend to people. There's so many books out there um, and to not give myself a hard time because that's definitely not going to lend to me getting to a better place faster. Yeah, exactly. So I just wanted to take a moment and just celebrate you for a second because, you know, so often a lot of us are on these healing journeys and, you know, right when we think that we're getting through it and and we, we haven't finally cleared that, what I've loved so much about listening to your story is that you have found so much grace and, and you have found a way to really kind of honor your body in these processes, in these healing journeys, anything else that you want to share with us, you know, that you have learned or that you have taken away, even in this last year, it seems like this last year has been full of such incredible self-discovery for you. I really want people to know that they're not alone and I want people to get curious. You know, that's what I really encourage people who follow me to do. Like I said before, I think everybody wants the answer and everybody wants the supplement and everyone wants the probiotic that's going to make them not bloat, right? I wouldn't change my journey for anything because I've learned so much about myself along the way. And it's kind of a gift, even though, you know, it can be really painful at times. And so I really encourage people to just get curious and find what works for them and experiment because we're so different, right? What works for you is probably not going to work for me. And like even what I did six months ago isn't what works for me now. So I'm just doing a disservice telling anybody what to do. So yeah, I mean, I think that there's a lot of like power in doing the research yourself and just know that there are resources and there are answers out there. But, you know, it can be a journey getting to it. I absolutely agree. And I think I love so much of what you just said really embodies what this entire podcast is all about, which is helping women step into becoming the CEO of their health. You know, nobody knows our body better than we do. You know, doctors can know the enzymes and can know, you know, the bile salts and and know our neurotransmitters and really understand the chemistry of what's going on in our bodies. However, no one knows our body like ourselves. No one's going to know your body like you. No one's going to understand that those flare-ups happen and recognize what cues may be triggering some of those flare-ups. And so I'm so glad that you you can speak to that, that really it's about listening to that inner voice and listening to that inner pilot that says, huh, what is going on here? What do I need to explore more of? And then giving ourselves grace in the process because you're absolutely right. Who you were nine months ago and six months ago isn't who you are today. And the flare up that you're having today isn't the same one that you may have had a year ago, you know, and and figuring that out. I love that. Where can we find more of you? Like, where do you want us to plug in? 
<laughs> well, everything is linked from my Instagram. That's kind of home based right now. So my Instagram is at Ariel Laurie. I also have a podcast, which I would love for you to come on, which is the Blonde Files podcast, but that's linked on my Instagram. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, I will definitely, we'll steer people to both. We'll put in the IG link and then we'll put in the the podcast link as well. And I, I haven't checked out the podcast yet. I'm going to go do that literally this week. And I, I have a feeling like we're going to get more of this because this is what I'm loving. Thank you so much. Yay. Well, thank you so much for jumping on. It was such a pleasure to have you. And I look forward to continuing our conversation potentially on your podcast soon. Me too. Thank you. Ariel's struggle and story is really a testament to how each and every one of us deserve grace in our life. Our journeys are not going to be perfect and they may not fully be over either. I found it so refreshing that Ariel shared that she is having a gut issue right this moment after working to heal her gut in the past. The big thing to remember is grace. We all deserve more grace. So often we think we need more discipline when we really need a little bit more self-love. If you want to get to know Ariel even more, I highly recommend checking out her Instagram account and her podcast, The Blonde Files, with Ariel Laurie. Both links are going to be in the show notes for episode 143 or on my website, drmarisa.com slash podcast. I want to say thank you so much for stopping in and listening in to the Essentially You podcast. On the upcoming episode, I am bringing on Samantha Scully to uncover the power of breath work for healing the body, not just stress, not just feeling overwhelmed, but actually creating healing inside of the body. This is such a fascinating topic to me, and I'm so excited that we're going to get to explore it together. Until then, have an amazing day. Bye.